Hello everyone and welcome to the Dope Dichotomy Podcast. I am Mona Brown. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Ahijay Abiezabeh. Ahijay? Ibiezebe. Otherwise known as Eric. Okay. And that's probably what I'll call you today. Ahijay. Ahijay. I'll try. Oh, um, the other Eric. I'm going to need a call in line. I forgot to tell you that earlier. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as soon as possible, whenever, so that people can call in with the subjects. Anyways, so tonight is all about 90s hip hop. We're going to have some, um, prompting questions up about 90s hip hop. I want everybody to just join in the discussion. Just the good old friendly debate about some things. It, of course, is the golden era, you know, Absolutely. we call it that. Um, and one of the reasons why I believe it's the golden era, and I think it does fit that, is that... So much innovation came out of that time period. Nobody sounded the same. Like, do you remember that? Like, I remember that. All. Um, it was just a, it was just a very innovative, exciting time. There were so many albums that were anticipated. Right now, music comes out so rapidly that it's hard for the anticipation to really build up like it used to. But I mean, I remember, you know, what I'm saying waiting outside a record store. Like, just to get it so you could look at the credits and the joint, you know, all that. So, we're going to talk about it. So, we're going to start with slide one. That's going to come. Let's see, what is it? So, I have some prompting questions, and then we're just going to freestyle it after. And whatever questions you guys want to ask, you can ask in the comments as well. On the Dope Academy Facebook page. Hey, Mia. All right, so the first one we're going to talk about is what was the most anticipated album of the decade? You're missing some. Oh, I'm probably, I'm definitely going to be missing some on every question, but mm-hmm. you have to pick out of the choices I give. Oh, okay. And I'm going to explain why I picked the choices I picked. So I have Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style, uh, Tupac, All Eyes on Me, DMX, It's Dark and Hell is Hot, and Ice Cube. Death certificate. So I picked Snoop because it's really hard to find another album that was anticipated in the in the vibe everywhere that it was so like everybody wanted to hear his album because of what he did on the chronic. And his voice was new. Everybody had kind of switched from East Coast hip hop to West Coast hip hop. That was a very anticipated album. I remember like the pictures, the posters being everywhere, billboards being everywhere. So that's one that deserves it. Um, Tupac, of course, it was very anticipated because it was his first body of work coming out of jail. Um, everybody followed that case. It was, it was, oh my God, he's going to be with Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Um, DMX, he was the new dude from Yonkers who had like a growl that sounded like a dog and he was dope lyrically, but he was like halfway scary to a certain extent. Kill 4321. Yeah, yeah, 4321 for sure. On the uh, LL Cool J remix. Um, and then we have Ice Cube. And this was very anticipated because it was everybody was wondering, could he still be dope after he left NWA? Right. So, out of these choices, which one do you think was the most anticipated album of the decade? And y'all out there, I definitely um, want to know what you think as well. Um, all Eyes on Me. 
because just piggybacking on your whole take on Snoop. I think Ray I, agrees with you. He said Pac was highly into Right. All eyes on me because you had the chronic, you had Doggy Style, so this was the next step. Mm -hmm. And then it was like a compilation. Album, and it was like a real. superstar moment. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, dope lyrics. Um, I mean, he was going on a whirlwind tour, you know, doing a lot of press. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I say all eyes on me, in my opinion. I go back and forth with all eyes on me and doggy style. I remember both and they both were really anticipated, but I think, I think y'all are right. Like, Pac was a superstar. Like the, the, it was just huge. Snoop was a superstar too, but it was Pac was on a whole different level. Right. And that album was so anticipated. Like. And then the story was just like crazy. made for hip hop or whatever. You couldn't write a better story to go, coming into an album. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, he was in prison, and it was almost just like we didn't expect him to come out. And then it's like, oh yeah, he's out. Mm -hmm. You know, oh yeah, he's about to drop another album. Oh yeah, he's down with you know Snoop and, and Suge doing, and Dre. He's doing, and, he's doing interviews. He's right. angry. He's got passion. He's talking, he's talking trash. I mean, mm -hmm. he, you know, he's he, the mixtapes was playing. Um, hit him up. I'm like, yeah, it was a lot going on. Yep. So Ray said, Death, "Death Certificate was Cube's solo album, so it was highly anticipated because, like Mona said, we wanted to see Cube holding his own like he did at NWA. Yep, and we found out. Oh, Cube's been writing all that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what everybody found out. Like, oh, <laughs> don't sound the same once he left. It just didn't. I mean, they had some success. They had some, but Not it just same. wasn't the same. Not the same at all. Mm -mm. Not at all. All right, we're gonna go to number two. Um, the most impactful mainstream crossover. This one is very interesting. So we have the song Regulate by Warren G and, of course, the legendary rest in power, Nate Dogg. Mm -hmm. We have Nothing But a G Thing, Dr. Dre and Snoop. We have um, Coolio, Gangsta's Paradise. Wow. No, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about why I put it on there. No, no, no. I'm wild like I... Yeah. <laughs> he belongs. And then we have Jay-Z, Hard Knock Life. Hmm. Wow. Um, I want you to give your take first. I'm going with Dre. Ain't nothing but a G thing? Ain't nothing but a G thing. Because it's truly a crossover when we're talking about something that is so hood. You mm -hmm. know? Like all the other thing, all the other songs on. I, I guess Warren G kind of showed the hood, but Dre was it was all hood, and that's the first time that you know I think it was visual. They had the visuals, and it was such a big iconic hit, you know. So you had people wanting to wear dickies, you know. what I'm saying it was in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. So. So. I'll get to my choice for sure. Hard Knock Life, um, while that's not my choice, it was a very big, influential uh, mainstream hit. We had everybody, you know, singing Orphan Annie and Annie songs. Yeah. Um, nobody had really ever done that before. It was dope. It hits different. It was a big joint. And then, then um, he took the video and he did one of my favorite, slept on Denzel Washington movies, Fallen. He made the video like falling, so mm -hmm. he was touching each other, was going through them. I thought it was really, really dope. 90s videos were just so dope. I know, right? They just were, yeah. Um, and then Coolio, Gangsta's Paradise. Well, I'm not a Coolio person. Like, get your paper, man. But he was never, you know what I'm saying, my type of speed. This song was huge. I remember 
kids at the skating rink singing it and like you know what i'm saying acting like they was hard rapping the lyrics i remember it being in the dangerous mind soundtrack yeah that movie is so whack too if you watch it it really is but it was like dangerous minds was like a a uh trying to be an updated version of standard deliver with a coolio twist <laughs> like oh no it's crazy but that song was really really big at the time but I wouldn't choose that as the most impactful. No, it may have been the biggest right. crossover if we look at the numbers. I don't know. That was a huge song. But impactful, mm-mm. Um, Warren G, Regulate. That song is definitely one of the biggest. Um, as far as impact, it had quite the impact. I mean, you had white dudes from suburbia singing along to talking about, you know what I'm saying, having to... Ride up on somebody because somebody getting jacked. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it was big. But that's one of those songs, like, do people know what they're talking about sometimes? You know, you, you hear some people sing lyrics and like, do you know what they're talking about for real? I think that's one of those type of songs. I think Not that's, no, knows. I think certain songs, no matter what they're talking about, they get so big that at that point it doesn't even matter anymore. I'm right. just saying that, the, that you had them doing that. Right. Um. So the, the impact is there, in my opinion. But I agree with you. Nothing but a G thing impact is so different because that was just straight up. G funk, like hip hop, West Coast. It was a whole brand with it. It was, you know, uh, hydraulics and cars and mm-hmm. six fours and, I mean, it oh, just was oh, different. LA, Dickies, LA. It was just all of it. The the feeling. And there was a time where you could not go nowhere without hearing a song from the Chronic Plan. I remember that, and I was in middle school, but I remember that. Like, you know, it was a force. For sure. Doing yeah. the chronic and, and doggy style. I mean, I was wearing, you know, plaid and khakis, and you know, yeah. Oh, I got some powerful. pictures. I got some pictures with my outfit on too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even though we was all, I had never been to California at that point, but I was definitely dressing like Californians and everything. Oh, yeah. That was to, a whole era. I used to go to Cali every summer, and I used to bring back stuff from Swap Me. So you know. Well, I didn't get to go to California until I was older. Okay. Okay. Wasn't lucky to do a swap meet. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go to number three, which is about somebody who has had the quite the transformation over the years. Okay. Okay, it's about Lil Wayne. Um, which Godspeed and best wishes to him and his up court upcoming um sentencing for his um gun charge. Yeah. It sucks. So, has anyone carried a label like Lil Wayne carried cash money on his back? Anybody else? Like, did a label fall apart and somebody else carried the label on their back? Because I was trying to think of it. I have one person that kind of did, but they didn't do it to the extent that Lil Wayne did. I know Jay-Z carried Rockefeller for a while. But Jay-Z was from the beginning of Rockefeller, and he, he was always the biggest star. True. He didn't have to rise into position. True. But you know, he didn't, he didn't want to be in that position. He had to, so I mean... I no, he it. is that position. <laughs> I mean, no, no, Jay-Z. no. He wanted to do one album. I understand. That yeah. is cute to say that right now. He know damn well he didn't want to do one album. I get it. It's, come on. Come on. And rapping like that? Come on. No, he didn't. Mm-mm. Who said Ja Rule? <laughs> Me said Ja Rule. Ja Rule carried Murder, Inc. on his back. Yeah, but Ja Rule was kind of always from the beginning of Murder, Murder Inc. too. I'm talking about somebody who had to rise into position. So the other, only other person I can think of is Mace. 
Mace was big, but when Big passed away, he had to kind of mm. rise up a little bit. Okay. And he was writing for everybody. He was, but it just wasn't. I don't think anyone has been to the extent of Lil Wayne because if you think about it, Lil Wayne was kind of being mentored by Juvie. Juvie leaves. Manny Fresh leaves. The person with their beats pretty much goes after a certain point. Mm-hmm. Uh, BG Turk. So he's like alone. And rose up and told told everybody that he was the best. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) He had told told everybody that he was the best rapper alive. And people were laughing at him at first. And look what he did. It's pretty impressive when you think about it. And then it's pretty sad of what's going on now. But Ray says, Jay-Z helped carry Def Jam. Yeah, but Jay-Z's going to carry Def Jam because he was a superstar. I'm talking about... I I loved um, Cash Money back in the day, and Lil Wayne was cool for saying bling bling and wobbly wobbly, but he wasn't as huge of a star as he mm-hmm. was until he had to go into position. I'm saying like people who like kind of were the second man, like as if 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 Miss Bleak like really did rise to the yeah. occasion or something. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think of some. I don't think there's anybody else who's done that. I can't think. Soap the shocker. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you mentioned Simple Shocker and Wingati in this. No, we hip hop. He said, everybody keeps saying Ja Rule. Ja Rule definitely carried um, Def, uh, Murder, Inc. I just don't think he had to rise up into a, somebody else's position. I think he was always prompted to be a superstar of the label. And Shanti carried en- enough hits. I know we're talking about hit, but I say hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, actual entity. And yeah, she had a lot of hits. It was basically, you know, the uh, Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell of their time. They did a lot of duets. He just called. He let me, listen. <laughs> he just called Ja Rule and Ashanti the Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell of their time. Yes, he said it. Okay. Oh, oh. Side note, y'all think Ashanti faked that she had COVID because she got scared to battle Keisha? That's like a little rumor. I don't think so, but. I, don't think I thought so. she was gonna lose, but I don't think so. I mean, because if they're rescheduled and she's actually gonna come through, I'm like, what's you know? It's not like she's making new hits. She's so, gotta, yeah. she's gotta do it no matter what. Yeah, okay. her catalog is a catalog. Yeah, for sure. All right, question number four. And you can go ahead and put uh, um, call and line up whenever you can. Mm-hmm. So, y'all in the comments, what y'all doing out there? What type of um, TV are y'all watching right now? Because you know my favorite show, Snowfall, is coming back on in February. What else is everybody watching right now? Power right now, The Mandalorian, Season 2. Power, um, the new Power joint is good. Like, it's way better than the last season of the old Power. And we were talking about that. Besides Mary J. Blige's acting, I'm good with everything else. <laughs> I am. I don't know what she's doing. You don't know what she's doing? No, and her name has, just has to be Monet. Yeah. It's so similar. Come on, man. No. So, number four is what's the best hip-hop music video of the 90s out of these choices? So, we have, of course, Missy the Rain. <laughs> Whatever she's to do. <laughs> Um, Tupac, California Love, with Dr. Dre. Nothing but a G thing again. There it goes again. There it goes. Busta Rhymes, 
uh, put your hands where my eyes can see. Those are the choices. It's a landslide for me. It's a landslide? It's a landslide. What's the, okay, what is it? Put your hands where my eyes can see. Is the best one? Yeah. The choreographed, you know, dance. I mean, coming to America references, you know, the um, neon colors. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That did it for me. That's that's the time when we were um, recording videos on VHS. Mm-hmm. I watched that a million times. Mia At agreed least. with you. She said, she said Busta. At least a billion. All right, the call-in number is on the screen. If anyone has a hip-hop question they would like for us to discuss, you can call in to talk to us. It is 202-670-3535. Oh, really? Oh, or you can write your, your questions in the comments, too. We'll see. Anyways, um... Mia said, Busta. Ray said, Missy. The video was huge as far as graphics, costumes, song, beat, etc., etc. Hmm. I agree with both. See, I'm, I'm torn. Um, Nothing But a G Thing was a dope video. Um, California Love, the whole inter- Mad Max, Terror Dome shit, that was mm-hmm. dope. But those two videos, Missy and Busta, are different. Busta, it was dope concept. Right. But Missy literally changed the way people did videos. I mean, after she did that video, everybody had a Fish Eye Lens video. True. You know, that's hype volumes, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what ended up giving us Belly. The great, the, the... great acting masterpiece that's Belly. <laughs> <laughs> I was just joking about Belly earlier. Belly's a cult classic, but Belly is not a great movie. Love y'all. Sorry. Not. <laughs> Great movies aren't always viewable, though, you know? Everybody says Citizen Kane is the best movie ever. I'm like, can't watch that more than one time, though. What is it? Citizen Kane. Oh, I haven't watched that in a long time. I haven't even thought about that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The best movies aren't viewable sometimes. And some of the most viewable movies are horrible. No, the person who said that was the best movie just had a bad list because... No, <laughs> it's always top ten though. Let me tell you something right now. The Last Dragon is not a, a Academy Award winning movie, but I put it on right now. We will all be entertained. It's a great movie. That, you're making my point. <laughs> it's still a best movie. Yeah, as far as entertainment. Oh, you mean like the uh, you mean the awarded movies aren't always the best. Some yeah, of them the techni- are. The technical, you know, best movie. Mm-hmm. Ray said, "Hype Williams is the MJ of music videos." I don't know though, because does hype do anything? Like it seemed like once he once that kind of went out, he didn't. But he has so much a new... content for like he put so many. He was basically like whoa. He put out so many. He did um, so many. He um, worked hard. Monumental videos mm-hmm. in about a five year span. So I guess he's just chilling at home, like yeah. doing whatever he wanted to. I guess that's what it is. So, does anybody disagree? Does anybody think that nothing but a G thing video or um, California Love should be the one that everybody picks as the um, best hip hop video of the 90s? I think everybody agrees with us. I think. So, we're going to go to number five. 
which is coming up right now. I can't remember what this one was. Oh, okay. So let's get into this because this this question can go into so many other areas. Mm -hmm. So I know we're going to want to talk about what's the best albums of um, the 90s as far as hip hop goes. So what I did was I picked two of my favorite albums. They are both bona fide classics. Nobody's going to disagree there. Mm -hmm. Only Built for Cuban Links, um, one of the best albums of all time. And Nas Illmatic, same there. I used to go to sleep in ninth grade to Illmatic every night. Illmatic in my life. Mm. Really. That's that's what's going on in here. Right. So I want you to add two albums to that list. Two albums that you think can slap box with the God. You know what I'm saying? Like they put them all in the same ring. And everybody in the comments, I want you to do the same. What two albums you think can, from the 90s, hip-hop can stand up against those albums? I'm going to do first Midnight Marauders. Okay. Okay. And, um, hmm. Between Who's First Album and what else was I thinking? AT Aliens? Okay, so your 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 submissions is Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders. Mm-hmm, for sure. And AT Aliens? Let's go with AT Aliens. And AT Aliens. All right. That's too, that's, they, they, yeah. I didn't want to go too New York heavy, you know, like, you know, gotta put something. Because that put, like, Atlanta, they used to have cute songs, you know, mm -hmm. until Outkast came out. It was like, okay, these oh, dudes can put out in my, albums, you they, know what I mean? Out, there's an album, Outkast album in my mm -hmm. joint. I would have to say, and I say this for a reason, so Only Built for Cuban Links is sonically something you've never heard before. It feels different. Like, you know how Enter the 36 Chambers is sonically something nobody had ever heard before? Yes. It was almost like they took that, then then took it and made it like this rhythmic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just, just like grad school. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, so I picked that for that. Nas, Illmatic, that was amazing that somebody this young could pretty much make an album reporting what he was seeing out his window like mm -hmm. that. Like that was that was real tough, real dope, and at the very young age, you could see that Nas was very intelligent. Right, I thought I was Nas when I was a kid. I had the little <laughs> Nautica jacket on with the scully with the brim. It ain't hard to tell. Right, I excel. You was doing all with that. Some guest jeans, uh, some Tim's. That was my uniform. What's your favorite song on the um, Illmatic album? Because it has the most quotables. I, I love halftime. Mine is "Life's a Bitch." Yeah, Hands yeah. down to this day. It's always been like a bitch and it's still my favorite song. Yeah. Partly because AZ got his shit off on that verse. Like, True. So, so great. But halftime is dope too. And it is a lot of quotables. For sure. What's your favorite song on um, Only Built for Cuban Links? That changes for me sometimes. I don't know. Because I don't listen to it like, like okay. Like on Illmatic, I listen mm -hmm. to things in a, all the time, whatever, um, particular songs, right? Only built for Cuban links, I just play it all the way through. So if I had to pick one, it would be Incarcerated Scarfaces. Okay. But then sometimes that can change to like ice cream. I could be in an ice cream mood. I could be in a uh, um, rainy days mood. Like it just changes. That album is just so amazing. 
Ray said reasonable doubt and chronic. Reasonable doubt good. and chronic are really are good. Good selections. Good selections. Reasonable doubt is is very interesting to me though because I remember I was on Reasonable Doubt. I love that album. But yeah. a lot of people were not on that they album. They weren't on it because at all. At that time when it came out, people were still about that grimy. Mm-hmm. And Jay-Z is out here, you know what I'm saying? And you know, the, the the tuxes and you know, the black and white still, you know, photo. And it's like people weren't feeling that. It's like, yeah, he can rap, but And you know, I think Biggie was so big, he was in Biggie's shadow. True. To a certain extent. Even though Biggie's on that album. But it was like but I remember because politics as usual was, was always my shit. Mm-hmm. And then it was like he came out with the second joint and then people started going back. But that album definitely was overrated in the beginning and it definitely deserves and it can stand in that. I didn't even start really checking for Jay-Z until Shreesh was watching. I was just like, okay, let me... We, until let me, the documentary, the DV joint? Yeah, let, let me go back and check this dude out again. I loved I loved all of his music in the beginning. All the, all those albums. Um, even the second joint, like, like with uh, Marcy, where I'm from, Marcy's son, ain't nothing mm-hmm. nice. Um, Lucky Me, You Must Love Me, like all those songs on the album is dope. My submissions would be keeping in the vein of me feeling like the albums like gave us something different would be Equimini by Outkast. I think that is musical orgasms. Like that album really is like it's music porn. Um, all the little intricate things they did to songs, the sounds, like if you put headphones in and listen to it, their lyricism, that album is just amazing to me. Um, Jay Fanatic here. <laughs> Who, you and Jay Fanatic, Ray? Um, and then my last one. Oh, these are so hard. Hmm. Me Against the World by Tupac. I would have to put that album. is still one of my favorite albums of all time. That album was like the very introspective Tupac. He was in jail. It was like the build up to where he was becoming like this huge superstar. He was very vocal. He had already done things like revolutionary wise that no other rapper had did. I just think that album was very um, big and impactful in my life at the time. Mm-hmm. Streets is watching soundtrack, yes. And Soul Food from Goody Mob. Yes. I love Goody Mob was on something the other day. They were on an interview or something. As a group? Yeah. Was it on It might have been on Expeditiously. Hmm. I saw the little preview joint in my um YouTube feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the five questions I have. If you have any other questions or any other hip-hop topics you want to discuss, you can add those in. Just keep them to be in the 90s. Do you have anything you would like to discuss? No, I'm, I'm ready to answer whatever they want to talk about. Well, you've got to wait for them to write a question. Someone give us a question for now. Let's see. What rapper now do you think has the biggest... 90s hip-hop influence that you can see? Ooh. What rapper? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, hmm. So, first I gotta say who has, has a big influence. Jay Nas. Jay Nas. Mm-hmm. They're always gonna be up there. Pac. Mm-hmm. Let's go with Pac. Because by the end of the 90s, that West Coast, East Coast beef was real. 
No, no, no. Who has the like? Who? What you mean? So, what rapper now do you? Okay, so you um, you know how you listen to Bruno Mars, and you can definitely see okay. the Prince influence. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Ooh, I'm gonna go with Jay Z. Jay Z. Yeah, because Jay Z was the first. We got that's the easy way out because he's from that era too. He right. just had a lot of longevity. What, what new? What, what new school? Oh, okay. I'm I'm, I'm hearing the question wrong. Um, oh, that's a good one, Ray. We're gonna do that next. Hmm. How many on Mount Rushmore? Four, right? I don't know. That's not gonna be an easy question for me to answer. I gotta <laughs> think about it. You go first. Um, now, what was the question we just talked about? The question is who has the most '90s influence? Yeah. Okay. So I think that um, EJ hasn't been listening to no new music. I haven't. He's been stuck in the '90s. <laughs> I haven't been stuck in the '90s though. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I don't know nothing about these young people. Um. If I had to say who has the biggest influence. I see a lot of 90s in J. Cole. Yes. A lot of 90s in J. Cole. Yes. I see a lot of 90s in Kendrick, too, but more so J. Cole. Like, at the end of the day, when J. Cole wants to get to it, he'll just put on, like, a beat that you won't even pay attention to and just get to rapping. And I see that in him. Joey Badass. Joey Badass is so dope, too. So underrated. So underrated. Who else? Um, dude from the West Coast, Nerf Nerf. Um, the guy shows you the video that I like. Um, Nerf Nerf. That's one of his. That's what one of his singles. Have to come back to that. Oh, speaking of which, the West Coast. Did anybody watch the verses? Didn't Tube Short and um? I didn't watch it. E Forty have it. I felt bad for them. Nah, because I don't really rock with their music like that. I mean, I could p probably. Name a couple like okay, sprinkle me <laughs> by E forty, and I could rap two shorts first on Bossy, um, Freaky Tales, and you know, but I mean, I just never was really into their music like that. So um, Nipsey, that's a good one. Nipsey does have a really really nineties influence on him. He had a really nineties influence. Good one, good one, Ray. Um, did anybody watch the versus battle with E40 and Too Short? I feel bad because they're legends. I get their legends, but I don't know anybody who was watching it. But I get to the point where it's like, yo, do they got 20 songs? Like That's so my thing, but they might over in the Bay. We're just not from that era. Right. I mean, not from that area. Right. One of, the, one of the weirdest things, I was in the club and they were watching Rock and Sugar Free and everybody knew every word to that song <laughs> in LA. I'm just like, for real? But I mean, I guess. Oh my God. So he said, name our Mount Rushmore of hip hop. So there's four on Mount Rushmore, correct? Yes. So you want to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. You see how he keeps bitching up and making me go first all the time? Is that right? Ladies first. Yes. Um... Oh, Ray said so they said that versus battle was good. They said. They definitely got 20 plus or more. Why Why didn't you watch it then? Because you said they said it was good. True. Why didn't you watch it, Ray? My Mount Rushmore of hip hop. Um, 
Okay. I'm going to explain why I pick who I pick, too. This is really hard. With the older you get with, like, new people who come out that are dope, it's really hard. Ooh. Okay. One would be Jay-Z. Okay. Um, no one else has quite done what he's done. Um, his business acumen is unparalleled. <clears throat> right. Um, he is a lyrical genius. He is mm-hmm. dope. Um, people can hate all they want to. He's a dope lyricist. Um, he did it all while being real ugly. Yeah, his longevity. His longevity is ridiculous. Um, he married the hottest chick in the game, like like literally. Yeah. Um, they are a force. They are a force together. They are movement. Um, his efforts in social activism. I mean, there's just. Countless. And a lot of my favorite albums are his albums. He was unapologetically him. Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, Number two. Andre 3000. I know that some people might be like, don't do that because he's not, he's in a group. I I think um, there are certain rappers who are in the uh, category of alien yeah. And I really think he's an alien rapper. Yeah. The stuff he be saying, no matter if he's fast or slows it down, is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's dope. It's, you can just see the intelligence and in the way he rhymes. Is, um, he does it all while being unapologetically him and not wanting to be famous at all. Yeah. He's just dope. Pretty much. Um... Okay, my third would be Ghostface Killer. Okay. I love, 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 love Ghostface. He's my favorite Wu-Tang member. Um, I love that he raps and he says things and people think he just be speaking gibberish. Um, but he's not. He's actually making it sound like gibberish, but he's actually spitting game in his music. I think that's dope. Um, his style, the way he dressed, all that. He is, to me, the... Um, well, outside of Method Man, Method Man is coolest um, Wu Tang member as well. But everybody's supposed to like Method Man, so I'm gonna definitely pick Ghost. Ghost seems like somebody I could really chill with, right? And like kick it and have fun, and you know what I'm saying. Um, he's funny in his skits. If you are, you can see that he really watched a lot of TV. Um, the way that he picks the stuff that go in his his music is a little different than everybody else in Wu Tang, and I just think that that's real dope. Like on a nutmeg when he's like, get in line, punk. You mm-hmm. should be studying art. Like, unless you are a Martin fan, how do you even know what he's talking about? And why are you interjecting Dragonfly Jones in the middle of this song? Like, mm-hmm. he's just dope. Um, And then my last person would be, of course, Tupac. Um, I believe he is the greatest hip-hop artist of all time, only to even be compared to Snoop. I think Snoop is the only other person who somebody can say, well, look at this, this, and that. But Tupac even surpasses that. Um, There's no one else who's had as much of an influence. Mm -hmm. His music got me through my teenage years. He influenced me to become an avid learner, reader. Like, a lot of who I am is because of Tupac. He influenced me so much. He influenced a lot of people. Um, I don't really... I can't really think of too many times we've seen an unapologetic, passionate, contradictory, intelligent, stupid, like just 
real human young black man like we saw with Tupac. Okay. If you like, just real okay. and, and messy, um, but a great person at the end of the day. So um, that's definitely my Mount Rushmore. It's okay. a little different. People are gonna be like, "Oh, you didn't pick Rakim. You didn't pick Nas. You didn't." I love a whole bunch of people, but those particular rappers are very important. Um, Ray said, "Jay Z, Pac, Big Daddy Kane, and Biggie." Big Daddy Kane was one of my favorite rappers when I was a little girl in the 80s. Him and Slick Rick. Mm-hmm. Well, my list, of course, is going to start with my favorite rapper, Nas. I think he is the reluctant hero. He is Simba. He is Luke Skywalker, you know? The mm. guy that everybody wants Talk him to shine. It. Because his skill is so pronounced that, you know, even if it doesn't meet sometimes his work ethic, or sometimes, you know what I'm saying, his awareness, you know, you just know he's, he's just so dope and people were always waiting for it, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, that's why I say Nas. Um, I also say Kanye West. Oh, so, he is a 90s artist. To me, um... I didn't even think about that. Kanye is so different. Kanye is talented. Mm-hmm. Kanye is a hard worker. So... But I don't think he can be considered nineties. When did College Dropout come out? I think it came out in two thousands. He was he was working as a producer, but I don't think you can use him. Okay. All right. So we still at one. Mm-hmm. So Let I'm, me let me make sure though. But go ahead. Go ahead. Uh I'm gonna go say Scarface. Now when oh. people thinking about Southern rap, often talk yeah, about didn't come out to often talk about um Outcast, Lil Wayne, even T.I., Jeezy, but um, Scarface has been laying it down. And Face is one of my favorite rappers Scarface of all time, for sure. has the lyrics. Scarface has been an executive. Scarface is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Scarface is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, for sure. Absolutely. And he was one of the first people to, you know, cross over and do tracks with East Coast dudes, because East Coast dudes always mm-hmm. fuck with him like that. Um, that's two. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, go with Pop. Okay. Why? I'm gonna go with Pop because this dude was charismatic. He's the most charismatic dude in hip hop period. You know, like um, people just loved him. Like thugs messed with him, women messed with him. You know what I'm saying? Corporate people messed with him. It's mm-hmm. just like he was. He's the most versatile. Like everybody wanted a piece of him, and he delivered. Yes. So um, that's why I say pop. And then um, I'm going to put Rakim. Okay. Because Rakim was before his time. And um, I just think he's, yeah, he bodied a lot of tracks. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's my four. That's a dope list. That's dope. Ray said, definitely face mob if I had a fifth. Kanye's a 2000 artist. Yeah. But that, I mean... For 90s, that's who I would pick. There's a lot, though, because the 90s was just so dope. So you had so many. I mean, we didn't even get into, like, Bone Thugs and Harmony or um, Black Thought and The Roots. I don't think they came out in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many, so many. Mob Deep. Mob Deep? No, no um, um, The Roots was mid-90s. Mid nineties? That was late nineties. Well, they're still in there. Yeah. They got it. Mob Deep, of course. Rest Mob in peace, Deep. Prodigy. Rest in peace, Prodigy. Big pun. 
I mean, there's so many people. Red Man, like you said earlier. Red Man. Red Man, who don't be getting his props for being the biggest influence on Eminem. You can hear oh, Eminem, you can hear Red Man in that. Eminem has talked about it, but other people would be always just saying, oh, his flow, and I'm thinking, he's, he's rapping like Red Man. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> boot camp click. I got that boot camp click, mm-hmm. yes. Um, what about some hidden 90s gems? I was thinking, like, what are some 90s hip-hop songs? Like, maybe they only had one or two songs, but they're, like, classics to this day. Um, Trick of the Gambler and... Mm. I can't remember the other dude's name. Mike Geronimo had a couple of joints. Oh, yeah, Mike Geronimo. He's from Richmond. Um, Who else had, like... Diggable just... Planets, cool like that. Mm-hmm. That whole, that whole album was was, was... was really dope and ahead yeah. of its time. It really was. Um, Camp Low with uh, Cooley High. Yeah, absolutely. With Lucini. Absolutely. That whole album was good too. Mm-hmm. See, even even the stuff that didn't even blow up was dope. Like we're talking about albums that most people don't even know of. Right. But they really were dope albums still. Like what? It was just a great era. So, Med Redman most underrated. He is. He's very underrated. Camp to crank, Camp Low cranks. He Camp Low does crank. Have you listened to it recently? No, I haven't listened to it recently. No. Listen to, uh, you know, this is it. Why Lucini falling from the sky? Let's get mm-hmm. it. That joint, and there's another song on that album. But the way they flow is like what? Remember Dos Effect? Yes. Remember um um. Bumps, Chub Rock. Bumps, bum bum. Chub Rock has some joints. <laughs> Chub Rock. Oh my God, I hated Chub Rock. You hated Chub Rock? I hated him. Why? Because they played it nonstop okay. at the skating rink. I hated it. Muddy Water was a good album. Yeah, Chub Rock jumps up on the scene with a lean and a pocket full of green. I hate that song. Yeah. I hate it. Okay. Yes. Radio says, what done for last year was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bought some beat nuts. Watch out now. I like beat nuts. You better watch out. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, who else are we missing? We want to pay homage to in the '90s. What other '90s artists did we miss off the list of '90s hip hop? I mean, No Limit had a lot of hits. No Limit. Let's talk. Let's have a little No Limit. <laughs> so look, I got it. What's up? I got it. I thought about it the other day. Before I say this, I have everybody who knows me knows I have the utmost respect for Master P. And Dame Dash, as far as being businessmen and always keeping the same consistency in who they are as people. Before I say this, I also have respect for this other person. I may not like all of their content, but I do um, watch his stuff and support him. I get it. So I was a No Limit fan, but most No Limit did not age well. I can listen to like Bourbons and Cadillacs. I can listen to like I Miss My Homies, Bout It, Bout It. Uh, no Limit Soldiers, like stuff that had mystical on it, I can still rock. Mm-hmm. But I mean, some of that other theme, artists. Theme was dope. Yeah, I like Cain and Abel was was cool. Um, Young Bleed was dope. Um, but the music just did not age as well, right? And, right. You know, when you go back and you listen to like some stuff with Silk and different people, you're like, oh, what was this? But I see what he was doing. Master P was was essentially listen to me. He was the Tyler Perry. Oh wow. Of hip hop. If you really think about it, not like he was dressing up and no, playing no, no, I himself, get what you're saying. being self-made and saying, I know my content isn't the best, but this is what I'm about to do. Like he even admitted it on that right. master, on the uh, No Limit joint they did on BET. Like, 
He was really that. And he they became, were dropping albums like every two weeks. Like every two weeks. Every magazine joint had somebody in gold and sparkling, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, No Limit set the bar they for independent labels outside of rap a lot. They did. It was, it was true. And I was on the train. Like, oh, absolutely. I was on it. And I knew that certain parts weren't that good. But and, when Mystical came on, and we he was put everybody, I mean, hey, we're going to have a movie. We're going to have a soundtrack mm-hmm. for the movie. Everybody got a part in the movie. I mean, yeah. He put all kinds of actors in. So coming up soon is um, I got the hookup part two. That, oh, yeah? Yeah, he made it. You didn't know that? It's got mm-hmm. everybody in it. Okay. It's got like a rack of act- actors and comedians in that movie. So I don't know. It's a lot of people. Okay. You should really look at that up. So it's a lot of people. So I don't know. Forward to that on the same level as coming to America, coming to America too. Oh God, no listen. So, I got the hookup part one sucks, but there was a time where I watched No Limit movies. Um, I think that Master P, Romeo, they're you know it's now twenty twenty. They've come a long way. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot. Coming to America, I'm definitely gonna watch because Coming to America is my favorite comedy of all time. Um, but it, it, it's so dear to my heart. I really just hope it's good. I do. And it has so many people in it. It has too many people in it for me. I don't like that. Too many people. Right. It can have too many people in it when it's Master P. I don't want too many people when you got Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall in a movie. And then sometimes it's like the storylines, it's like, yo, make it make sense. And I'm hearing that he's searching for his long lost son. And it's like, oh, no. Yeah, so when did he have right. a son? Right. I agree. I don't know. I love that movie. I just don't want him to ruin it. I mean, see, if they had, like, Dave Chappelle on board, like, as one of the writers, I wouldn't be nervous. Because I feel like he could, like, still do the vein of making it slapstick funny. Right. But, but I don't know. But they got, they got, um, Kenya Burris or whatever from, uh, Blackish. Okay. And Blackish is good, but I don't know if it's coming to America. Good. Right. Because it's different types of comedy. It's the comedy that you like, you know, nod your head to. Like, that was funny. Yeah. I like, I want to laugh, you know, mm-hmm. like actually physically, you know, laugh. But. Like, coming to America has so many quotables. I need this movie to have quotables. Right. I need to be able to, like, for the rest of my life, quote this movie and show it to my grandchildren, just like my. One of my greatest accomplishments was showing my kids coming to America. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my son called me up one day. He was like, we have to come over there. Oh, Dallas has never seen coming to America. Talking about his girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. my, that's, that's a movie for us. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, it's like a rite of passage, just like Last Dragon. Yes, Last Dragon is still dope to this day. I don't care. Catches bullets with his teeth. True. Okay. Ray said Berman admitted it was Master P's influence for his success. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he was a template. Definitely did. But don't you see what I'm saying? It's like the Tyler Perry. Yeah. Of the 90s. Yeah. I remember those glossy album covers. And, yep. Yeah. Lime green and, you know, orange. I loved how even it was so big that the Go-Go band started doing covers. Oh, yeah. I was like, yes, 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 yes. But that's about all we have for today. And I thank you very much for coming and discussing 90s hip-hop. Y'all tune in next week. We have a special show. We're going to discuss... Um, all of 2020 hip hop, and we're gonna have me and Ahije, aka Eric, and my two sons. So it's gonna be the younger generation 
versus what they call the old heads discussing hip-hop so make sure y'all tune in next week thank you for tuning in to the dope academy podcast make sure you go to youtube like share subscribe do that on all the social media platforms as well thank you and have a great day good night